The Built Environment is a discussion program that deals with various topical issues like estate valuation, property management, as they affect the functionality and efficiency of the environment. Tune in to Yabatech Radio 89.3 FM every Wednesday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. The Built Environment is powered by the School of Environmental Studies, Yaba College of Technology. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Built Environment. Today, the 13th day of the month of October 2021. Um, first, let me quickly congratulate the management of the college, Engineer Bafemi Makube, the Dean of School Environmental Studies, Dr. Okeshoto, Dean uh, HOD, Urban Union Planning Department, Dr. Olaiwola, for the just-concluded accreditation program that was done yesterday by the Town Engineer Planners Registration Council top break and has granted us another accreditation for our postgraduate programs in Urban Engineering Planning Department. Happy congratulations to the department and wish them much more success ahead. Um, today we are going to go straight and discuss on transportation and transport planning in Lagos State, basically in the built environment. And we have experts in the house that have come to handle this topic for us very well. We have Dr. Ege Emmanuel and Dr. Oscar Ulion. Pardon my... Ulocha. From the Department of Geography, University of Lagos. Um, Dr. Emmanuel, you're welcome, sir. Yeah, thank you very much, um, um, Dr. Dr. Yanda. Ulocha, you're welcome, sir. Thank you so much. Yes, it's nice to have you. Um, how do I start? Um, <laughs> You can call us our student numbers at 070-1800-1783-091-313-84110. Yaba Tech Radio 89.3 FM. You're welcome to the discourse. Um, sirs, transport. Let me, let's start with transport. What is transport? Or rather, what is transportation? Um, Dr. Emmanuel, let me have you first. <laughs> anyway, in the layman's um, approach or term, we can say it's the movement of goods and people from point A to point B. In other words, um, if you have to move yourself, okay, um, you go with your legs. But <laughs> if you have to go faster, uh, actually you uh, have, have to go with uh, a transport mode. Okay. And we have different types. You have the road, you have the rail, you have the air, and you have the water. Um... Again, if you have to move freight or goods, yes, you have to go, uh, you know, with any of these modes. So that's in a simple, in approach, uh, you know, the, what the definition can say. Yes, um, Doctor Ulocha. <coughs> so if that is transport, then what is not transportation? Well, they are basically the same. Oh. <laughs> it's just a matter of uh, I was, you know, I was <laughs> you know, they are basically the same thing. And um, <clears throat> just to add to what uh, you know, Doctor Ege said, you know, um, transport could equally involve uh, you know the conveyance you know of you know services 
you know, from one point to the other, the point of origin to the point of, uh, you know, destination, you know, or from the, you know, supplier to the person demanding, you know. So it could be also the transportation or conveyance of, uh, you know, services apart from goods and then, uh, you know, passengers, human beings, you know. So anything you can move. From one point to another, you are transporting that thing. Okay, um, um, does um, population has anything, any role to play in transportation? The, the, the population of people, maybe the, the concentration of people, let me put it that way. Yes, um, actually, the larger the population, okay. the means of transport has to change. Okay. Yes, because um, <clears throat> if we are to look at... Uh, the evolution of transportation, you will see that um, right from the time the cities started Evolving. grow yes, they started with, with you know we started with pedestrianization yeah. that's with our legs, but as time went on, uh, we discovered that uh, the rail system had to come on board in order to move people you know from residential areas down to you know the city center, and um, in a mega city like Lagos. Uh, the, the, the means of transportation had to um, constitute what I can call all the moods, uh, what we call the multimodal you know, system. Here you have both pedestrianization, cycling, um, and then you talk of the road, which is our dominant one here, then the rail system, the waterway, and even the aviation system. So it's, it, it uh, involves, I, I mean, it encompasses so much. Okay. But the issue here now, if you are now looking at population concentration, mm -hmm. the larger the concentration, or the, high, the higher the density of people, or the larger the number, uh, that, 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 that will take me into um, the last population census we okay. did in 2006, where Kano, Lagos, you know, have been designated as having the highest, mm -hmm. even though that population has its own flaws. But what we are talking about here is that Lagos, having more than 20 million, even though it said then that it was 8 point something, mm -hmm. yes, but in reality, Lagos is more than 20 million. Okay. And with that concentration, you don't go by, I mean, all the moods have to be involved. involved. And again, you are talking of moving, moving large numbers. Yes, at a particular point in time. Okay. Yes. Um, 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 before before we go into transition planning or master planning, yeah. um, Doctor Olocha, I grew up in Lagos, very close there by Tejosho here. <laughs> From here to Tejosho, you can spend 10, 10 minutes in those days. But today, I'm sure from here by Tejia to Waek on that bridge, you can spend one hour. What, where where did we get it wrong? Yes, you know, the issue of, uh, you know, uh, traffic congestion in yes. Lagos is, you know, a very, um, in fact, I, I, I like describing it as a hydra-headed uh, problem because uh, you find out that, like you uh, pointed out earlier, the issue of population, <laughs> you know, uh, even at that, not even only the population in terms of uh, the numbers, but even the quality of that uh, population we are looking at, you know, uh, usually, the higher the population, the higher the demand, okay. you know, for you know transportation. Whereby, you know, demand outstrips supply, hmm. then you are bound to have a, a problem, and that's part of what is happening uh, 
in Lagos, okay? Yeah, the population is increasing, and I think, you know, Lagos in Nigeria today, you know, usually have uh, the highest inflows of migrants, you know, apart from natural uh, increase, population owing to natural increase, Bass, okay. yeah, you know. But you find out that Lagos has, you know, received the highest, you know, migrants in this country. You know, in fact, on a daily basis, and it's actually impact on our traffic system. Uh, yes, so you find out that you know the population is increasing, but you know the uh, infrastructure, transport infrastructure available is not increasing correspondingly. Hmm. So there is a deficit. Okay, let me let me cut that, um, Doctor Emmanuel. Yes, sir. Now that transportation infrastructure is not increasing, what's the word? Yeah, corresponding with the yeah. demand. Yes. But the, the, the government seems to be putting so much in transportation development. Why, why, why aren't you seeing it? Multiple construction of roads, multiple rehabilitation of roads, mm. but it's giving us more and more gridlocks. What, what? Yes, um, for the constructions yes. that are really going on now, we can understand that um, y- you can be constructing or doing construction works during the day and it will not affect people's movement. People simultaneously. Right. So one would have expected that this is carried out in the night, but okay. unfortunately, it's not that way. Mm-hmm. Now, but the roads have to be put in order because uh, for some time, these roads have really developed potholes. So they have to be put in order. So it's a kind of problem that we have to you know, face for now, even though I'm not happy with uh, the situation because uh, where I live, I live around Barriga and oh. I go to Unilag. So in the last almost a year, I tricked, I mean, I have to walk. Yeah, because mm. yes, because the issue here is that I can't put my car on the on, on that road because the construction the construction is going on and it has been on since uh, the rain started. <laughs> so um, the kind of car I drive is uh, the ta- the type that is so fragile. So I'm <laughs> trying to be sure that I don't incur more expenses right, in maintaining mechanic. exactly maintaining it. So mm-hmm. what I do is I you know walk to uh, I mean from Barriga to Unilag every day and okay. uh, back home except sometimes. If I want to take Okada, that's the only option along that corridor. Mm. Yes, so there is a problem. And the problem is this. The government has over time been overwhelmed with the attitude of the people. I will give you specific examples. Attitude, I mean, is this. You see, when Jack Onde was in power, he constructed a canal, which we call Okiafa Canal. That Okiafa Canal was designed to carry out, I mean, to take away traffic between Oshudi or even Ikeja down to Apapa. Let me, let me hold on. Yes. Tell me the Okafa Canal yes. that the, this mass burial site is. Okay. Along, uh, going to okay, it was he buried yeah. along that area? Yes. Okay, the burial site that yes, the bomb yes, explosion yes, is. Uh-huh, that's oh, correct. That, that canal is yes. supposed to ease off traffic. Traffic, yeah, it was designed to carry... To, to, to take away traffic because really? the multimodal system, the man, in fact, the man thought ahead. And actually, with that canal from the airport, you don't need to enter, you know, road. You don't need to enter the road. You can find your way into the you water. The, yeah, ferry. Yes, ferry. Mm-hmm. And go straight to the island, go straight to Ekbeg, go straight to anywhere in Lagos. Dr. Man, before we go for that, yes. have you seen that canal lately? I have walked on that canal. I have moved from my two to Okiafa. That is really on that canal. On that canal. And what I saw, I will explain. In fact, I thank God that I'm still alive. Because what I saw under that bridge, God saved me to be out of it. 
But that is a spiritual thing. Let me let's put it so because when I looked at the wall, what I saw was something like blood pumping out of that wall. Yes, but that is I, I had to find my way out. How I found my way on top of that bridge, only God knows up to today. Hmm. So I told because I was writing for Freight Monitor then okay. and uh, Dr. Chilaka, who was supposed to be on this program, mm-hmm. uh, asked me to cover that area. So mm-hmm. I went and went down the uh, that canal, and under there, that's that experience I yeah, had. Cool. So it, 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 it was a very crazy thing. But the issue I was trying to bring out is this. Legosians, there is a, a problem we have in our attitude to things, to facilities, to infrastructures. Yes. That canal, instead of being used to move people, it was turned into a dumping ground. Mm-hmm. The people living in that Goan estate turned it into their own dumping facility. In fact, the order you perceive on be- being close to that canal, you know that uh, you know the canal had been misused. Okay. Yes, that's why I'm asking because I cross that canal every day. Okay, so right. That canal is not for any speedboat or anything and anymore. It, yes, no, because no, no. yes, it had been messed up. Hmm. But if you go towards my, because if you stand on my two bridge, yes. you will see the large expanse of water. If you are going towards Festac on your right, yes. you wonder where that water exactly. That water is the you know goes to that Okiafa down to close to the airport in Mafuluku. Yes, yes. yes, yes but everything had been so covered with weeds mm-hmm. and um, sedimentation had taking place over time. In fact, the the, the, the the critical point came in 2001 or 2000 when that explosion happened Apple, in Ikeja yes, yes. and people thought that it was shallow. Yes. Up the land that up to a thousand people got drowned. The, the, the exactly. So what I'm bringing out is this. Yeah, we are talking of multimodal. That was designed years ahead to take care of our yes. water. Yes, exactly. But we misused it. Hmm. In fact, the, the, the treatment plant when I visited there, the treatment plant was overgrown with weeds. That wasn't being used. Really? Yes. In fact, if you visit, they will show you the. In fact, it's still there today. So it's uh, is an attitudinal thing, and uh, we have to budge ourselves of this negative attitude, so mm. that the government we can now see the impact. Like you are trying to ask, yes, upon the roads that are constructing here and there, nobody's seeing the impact. So we need to really. You know exactly, and do the right thing, Doctor Lecha. Doctor Emmanuel has brought up many issues. Mm-hmm. That means the government has made effort to ease off this traffic congestion. Now there are various policies that has happened. I remember there was time the government was doing this policy of um, on and off, um, odd, odd and even, even number. number. Then there was time at Nori Marwa. There was some filtration that was set for commercial. Some mm-hmm. set for uh, all yes. to ease congestion mm-hmm. on the road. Yes. All these policies, what happened to them? Well, you see, uh, it's one thing to formulate policies and yet another thing to enforce or implement such, uh, you know, policies. And, uh, you know, there there is a lacuna, sort of a gap in terms of the policies on ground and then the implementation of those, uh, you know, policies. And again, you know, like uh, Dr. Ege mentioned uh, a while ago, you know, there is this attitudinal aspect of it, you know, the road users, our attitude, all right, you know, when it comes to, you know, using uh, transport uh, furniture, transport infrastructure, you know, our attitude, especially the drivers, like in Lagos here, you know, the Danford drivers, okay, it's, they are lawless, very, no very doubt about it, you know. And then, you know, the law enforcement agents, at times they don't help matters, you know. 
they will just collect tips and then look the <laughs> other way while the you know the the naughty drivers are violating the you know the rules and at the end of the day it falls back on us there is always a backwash effect mm. in which you know results into you know traffic jams that we experience uh, here and there so it's mostly attitude do now on the part of you know the road users on the part of the government like we said you know you know the implementation and then enforcement of you know relevant regulations because when laws when policies are put I mean, in place you know there are you know also regulations and uh, you know if necessary punishments punishment. that must be meted out to offenders but sometimes the administration of such uh, you know uh, regulations and uh, uh, punishments penalties you know is a little bit uh, inefficient okay. they are not you know uh, implemented to the letters and when that happens you find out that you know we are there we will continue to face such challenges yes. and it's a big problem especially here in lagos you know i don't know there is need for reorientation okay. from time to time you know to let you know talk sense if we must use that that expression yeah, talk sense into the especially the the commercial uh, you know done for drivers you know there could be something else on the road you know it's very very important that driver orientation awareness you know from time to time is important and even at times subjecting them to some psychiatric tests hmm. Because, because some of them may take all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, you know, substances to enhance them, to make them high and all that. And in the process, you see them driving recklessly, violating the extant, uh, you know, regulations, and that's, you know, the consequences. You it's know, back on the road. Exactly, um, Doctor Banel, don't you think that is? I don't say that's a culture, that's a style in this part of the world. If you, if you, ordinary Ghana here, if you cross the border into Ghana, that's correct. They obey traffic. Yes. At the last time I went to Benin, do I see blowing whistle? This car will and we stop. That's correct. But the man that drove by us to put some um, what's that, um, their coins mm. that, from Nigeria said, ah, okay. No, our orientation here. Yes. Um, when we go out, we comply. Mm-hmm. When we come here, mm-hmm. is it because of a man, no man, that we don't obey traffic rules, that's one. Then yes. two, there used to be driving schools. Mm-hmm. But most people just get behind the wheel and start driving now. What? What, what is that issue? Uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, I usually call him prof. He's an associate professor. Yes, yes uh, Professor Lodge. So, um, he talked about the downfall drivers. Yes. Uh, to me, it's not dominantly the downfall driver's problem. It is, like I say, a general problem from all of us, be you a professor, be you a VC, be you a director, <laughs> wherever you are coming from. We all have this attitude of going first, mm. not minding who next, you know, who's coming next. We don't care. Now, you, you made mention of um, uh, driving schools. The unfortunate thing is who's even regulating the driving schools and what actually do they teach? Now, um, we did, um, there was a program we did recently that should be sometime last month, on the 23rd of this month, I mean of last month, uh, which we call Carless Cities okay. or Car-Free Cities. Uh, we, we, we introduced cycling 
within University of Lagos. In fact, we wanted to bring it to Yabatek, but we felt that your own distance between your first gate and your second gate is too short. Yes. So for cycling, it may not really you know, work. Yeah, but for our own, Lasso and uh, Lasputek, we, in fact, basically, we worked with Lasso. Now, they said while in driving school in South Africa, in fact, we were talking with one of our coordinators who is currently in South Africa doing her PhD. She indicated that um, in South Africa, if you are undergoing uh, driving, if you are in a driving school, you are specifically advised to slow down when you see a bicycle. Basically, as a driver, you have to slow down. But in Nigeria... I don't know who will slow down. <laughs> Increase our speed. <laughs> Knock them down if they, if, you know, they, nobody cares. So what am I saying is that we should start from primary schools, mm. go down to primary schools to start educating them. Let this culture of patience, culture of doing the right thing, be drawn into their heads. You see, I personally, I don't like driving beyond Yaba. <laughs> yes. Why do I use? Because I'm not used to driving. I learned driving in an old age. <laughs> now, so, so <laughs> unlike most of us who will always be behind steering. Mm-hmm. So I, most times I join public transport. But do you know what I observe? Somebody will come in into a bus, will throw his legs anyhow. or her legs anyhow. Not even, you know, this oh. is a placement for poor people. You want to occupy three places only for yourself. Mm. It is because they are not taught. In, you know, the, so I am using this opportunity to let the educational system put up in their curriculum some of these cultural values we have lost. forgotten, we have lost over time because of our stupidity, because of our, our, our I mean, sorts of things. Civilization. Right. So, so that the younger generations can understand that, yes, this is the way things are supposed to be done. Like you gave an example. In Ghana, I learned that if you throw anything from your car, <laughs> immediately somebody will meet you and of ask course. you to park. Of course. So you dare not it. try it. And it's culture. I mean, it's, it is we already build. part of them. In fact, I, there was a time on Instagram, somebody, in fact, they were showing that kind of thing that, you know, the guy had to be called back, asked to come down, pick the thing and enter this car. So it is a good lesson. Yeah. So we are, there are so many things we have lost. And one of them is this attitude on the road, attitude as a driver, and uh, attitude as even a, a passenger. So we need to start addressing them. Yes, and especially in a place like Lagos, you know, uh, of course, the Lagos is, you know, a highly metropolitan uh, area. And uh, you find everybody is in a hurry, mm-hmm. you know. And you find out that, you know, in that process, nobody wants to obey laws, you know, especially traffic rules and regulations. And you now discover that in a situation where everybody wants to move out at the, at the same, same time, time, you know, you create bottleneck. And given the fact that Lagos is also a highly commercialized area, of course, it's the commercial uh, hub center of Nigeria. Yes. You know, the level of commercial activities here, you know, if I second to none in any other part of this country, yes. you know. And because of that, you find out that there is always, you know, heavy vehicular movement at every point in time. 
coupled with the fact that Lagos has the highest number of you know, vehicles, automobiles yeah. in Nigeria. And then you look at the land area of Lagos. Lagos, you know, has the smallest land, a land mass of all the you know, 36 states in Nigeria. So you can now better appreciate what the, you know, the enormity of the issue we are looking at here. High volume of uh, you know, uh, vehicles, you know, automobiles, high volume of human mm-hmm. beings, mm-hmm. Uh, rate of uh, commercial activities. And I was like, so the, the level of you know commercial intensity of uh, commercial activities here is very very high, you know. Whereas the space available to us is not uh, yes, it's very small. So, so there is always yes, accessibility becomes a big issue in Lagos. That is why it's always difficult to move from point A to point B in Lagos at any point in time, you know. So. And that's why we need to go back and then look at, you know, the transport infrastructure available, the facilities available. Are they enough? Do we need to open up some other areas? Yes. Maybe we'll get to talk about that, yes. you mm. know, because uh, Dr. Ege mentioned that earlier. You know, what do we need to do, mm. you know, to salvage the situation? Because it's a very critical uh, one in you know traffic uh, you know you know jam in Lagos. Thank, yes. thank, thank you, my prof. Oh, let me hold out on that. We'll go on a quick break. Then when we we'll come back, we'll look, look at the solutions that we need to do. Thank The Built Environment is a discussion program that deals with various topical issues like estate valuation, property management, as they affect the functionality and efficiency of the environment. Tune in to Yabatech Radio 89.3 FM every Wednesday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. The Built Environment is powered by the School of Environmental Studies, Yaba College of Technology. Yes, welcome back to our interesting topic today, transport and transportation planning within the built environment. I have two powerful transport experts here with me, Dr. Emmanuel Ege and Professor Oscar Ulocha, all from the University of Lagos Department of Geography, and we've been talking about transport and social planning in Lagos State. Um, Prof, we have different traffic managers last man, um, federal road safety, mm-hmm. police, mm-hmm. Yeah. even Lamata is an agency. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, now, these people, what are their roles and responsibilities in traffic management in Lagos states? Is there, are, are, are they in conflict? Who is to check your document? Who is to control traffic? That's, please, put... Yes, I think, yeah, we, we have uh, quite a number of them in place. However, the question we need to ask is, how effective, how efficient are they? You know, at times you find out that there is conflict of rules. Mm-hmm. You begin to wonder, you know, is it FRSC that should handle this or the, the, the uh, police LASMA or, the or LASMA and all that? VIO. And yeah, exactly, the VIOs and all that, you know. 
again, you find out that there is always this, um, you know, should I call it, uh, you know, a kind of, um, you know, a, a, a cold relationship mm-hmm. between the federal agencies and state agencies. Okay. Yes. You know, we did a study some time ago, you know, it was a World Bank-sponsored uh, project, you know, for Lagos, how to decongest Lagos. Hmm. That's what that project was all about. Because, you know, by 2015, Lagos was to be declared a mega city. But World Bank said you can't declare Lagos a mega city when, you know, traffic is a serious uh, issue. issue in Lagos. Because for a place to be a mega city, accessibility should be free. free. There should be ease of movement. But mm. that is not so with Lagos. So now, what do we do? to decongest Lagos, especially the Apapa area, you know? So that was why World Bank sponsored that uh, project, and, you know, we were involved in all that, and lo and behold, you know, we met a a brick wall when we went out to collect our data, you know? You know, the federal government agencies, you know, Federal Airport uh, Authority of Nigeria, FRSC, and all that, they said, well, that's a state, uh, Lagos State uh, project. It's not their project. Really? They didn't quite cooperate with us. Wow. But we told them, look, you are operating here in Lagos. It doesn't matter, you know, the traffic congestion we are facing here. It's not only the Lagosians, you know, the state government that is being affected. The federal government is being affected because, you know, owing to traffic uh, congestions, there is always loss of revenue, not only to the state, but also to the federal. You know, honestly speaking, you know, we didn't get the cooperation that we, you know, uh, yes. So there is that lack of synergy amongst all those, uh, you know, traffic management agencies. And that creates a big problem. You know, when they are loggerheads or when they are, it's like, you do your own thing, I do my own thing, you know, and there is that, uh, you know, a, a tussle amongst them, you know, it creates a big problem in the management, overall management of, uh, you know, traffic. So one, you know, all the agencies, in fact, there is need, you know, for a clear court mandate given to each of the agencies. This is your juris- area of jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. This is what you're supposed to do. So you stick to your own, you know, right. uh, assignment, mm-hmm. you know. And then the other person will do so. So you know your, you know, your constitutional uh, assignment, what you're supposed to do, and your area of jurisdiction. And you don't go beyond your area of jurisdiction. Yes. And, like, this issue is very, very important. But people are not so much looking into it, you know. You know, it affects, you know, Nigerian Port Authority, the Shippers Council, all those uh, government, uh, you know, agencies that are involved in transport that are operating here in Lagos, okay? There is always that, uh, yeah. you know, issue of, uh, that, that, should I say, misunderstanding. Talking about that misunderstanding, mm-hmm. is it that they themselves don't know what's expected of them or their limits? Then even we, the citizens, we don't seem to understand our rights. Now, okay, if a last man should stop me. What mm-hmm. is that supposed to do? Lagos State Traffic Management. Is it, does it have the right to request for documents? If federal safety should stop me, on which road? Is it a federal or a state road? When we know our rights, when police stops, what are the police supposed to Should the police ask for a driving license or vehicle? So when we understand those things, mm-hmm. don't you think that to make the traffic is good? On a road, like this one I was coming, mm-hmm. right from Okiafa 
to motion mm. all of them on the road. Last night was in Okafa. Um, police were on the solo on, on the same road. Yeah. And stopping mm-hmm. there, causing hold up. Yes, what do you think is the issue there? It still boils down to what we mentioned earlier, right? A clear cut mandate for each of these agencies. And then you carry the public along. Mm-hmm. You let people know that, look, this is this agency, these are their responsibilities. Yes. So if the, you know, like the other time, a policeman stopped me okay. recently and was asking, he said, look, your vehicle has a tinted glass. Where is your tinted, tinted glass permit? Okay. I showed it to him. He said, no, you know, uh, I won't accept it. It's not recent. Mm. I said, is it renewable? Do I need to renew <laughs> exactly. it on a daily? Uh, you know, it, you know. He didn't know who I was, yes. you know. He thought he could just uh, cajole me or, you know, harass me or intimidate me, you know. I knew where he was going, mm. you know. He wanted me to part with some money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, he succeeded in delaying me. But I stood my ground and said, look, I'm not going to give you anything yes, because sir. I have not you committed don't. any offense, Good. you know. So at the end of the day, he said, you know, uh, carry your wahala go. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what he said. And mm. meanwhile, in the process of doing that, I even That's begged. I said, "Okay, let me clear off the road." The yes, He's, you know. But he was insisting, and vehicles were honking behind me. Mm. You know. So these are some of the things we need to. If I didn't know my rights, he would have, you know, exploited uh, that situation. Yes, yes. Doctor Emmanuel. Mm, yes, sir. Is there a transport master plan in Lagos? Yes. Uh, yeah, very sure. <laughs> let me tell you something. No, let, yes. Let, let me, let's ask a question. Is there a master plan? Yeah, there's a master plan. Is it being implemented? Implemented, right. I, I, I will tell you something. It has to do with um, the current commissioner. Okay. Yes. You see, when um, Oshudi was uh, in Tumoil, in Tumoil in the sense that, uh, you know, the gridlocks, the hoodlums and everything... It was in disarray during the time of Fashola. Mm. Lamata came to Professor Udi, okay. yes, and um, <clears throat> asked whether there is anything that can be done to um, clear up Oshodi. Mm. And uh, yes, he told them he can handle it. So we went in there to look at the area and we submitted a report. Now, when the report was submitted, the commissioner asked me one question because I led the See. team that handled the place. And the question was, where did we put our screen line along uh, Ikeja Oshodi Road? Yes. I told him Bolade. He said that was the only thing that has saved this project. Even though there was a model I used, which he himself also, because it was when he joined Lamata newly, so he used an economic model to evaluate the whole system. I, I used a geographical model. And that model, we arrived almost at the same, same point time. with okay. the same values. So he now asked that question. Why, you know, um, that, you know where time. did I say Bolade? He now said that saved it because sure. the Israelis who did the master plan, that was where they the, put the, the, their screen line. Okay. And that was what saved the situation. Now, why am I bringing this up? Yes, there's a master plan and it's been implemented in phases. The issue here is that um, sometimes some of the implementations may be going on. We may not really see what is happening. But what I have to advise here is this, that the government has to approach 
this multimodal system, uh, um, you know, uh, what I say, uh, beautifully well by really concentrating on water transportation. As Dr. Locha mentioned, you know, uh, you know, the demand, the road space and everything, we tend to be constrained, you know, with everything being on the road. Yeah. But why can't they invest massively into water transportation? Why do mm-hmm. I have to say this? Mm-hmm. There are some investments that have been made by the former administration. That's Ambode. Yes. I was in Ibeche because we went to do something concerning the Fort Malan Bridge. So I was in Ibeche with Prof. And we discovered that Ibeche JT is just lying there after sinking one point something billion. No, no, no. I will come to Bariga own because I, I have even taken my students there to do a study. Mm. Now, the, we went to um, Bayeku, mm. okay? Uh, is mm. they, they are also using that one, but in trickles. But the question now is, why should Ibeche? You have constructed the road, and you spend so much. But it's, for more than how many years that man had yeah. left, it's just there. Nobody's using it. So what am I saying is that can't they provide big boats that can carry beyond 100 passengers? Let the price crash so that people will understand that if I go by water, it's, it's cheaper and it's easier for me. The, you know, the, 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 their income will make meaning to them. Not when you have to spend between 1000 2000 to get to Ireland from Ikorodu if mm. you are going by water. Mm. Not by water, even by road. So the government can only help those in Ikorodu or in all some of these areas that are really, you know, having water access by bringing big boats like the Babaka Kerez in those days when Ooh. when we were in um, you know I was on Okoko side yes. yes when you get to my two Mike you join Babaka Kerez but unfortunately we mismanaged that's again our problem mm. but let them go into PPP instead of leaving it for the government alone. alone let them go into PPP private partnership so that people who are honorable who are sincere who understand what they're mm-hmm. doing can handle it it will benefit you know the people uh, 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 more uh, because of our time, yes. you have to just run away. Um, Prof, yes. what is the way forward? Transporting and in Lagos State, what is the way forward? Yes, the way forward, you know, we've been mentioning it, you know, somehow, you know, mm. in the course of this, uh, you know, discussion. You know, like Dr. Gay rightly pointed out earlier, you know, intermodal transportation, you know, for multimodal mm. transportation. Lagos is blessed. Yeah. Lagos actually is most, should be the most accessible area in Nigeria because you can access Lagos by land, by air, by water. We call Lagos you know, the state of aquatic splendor. But what are we doing with the water? Yes, inland water transportation is being used here, but we are not maximizing it. Because as we speak, only about 30% of the inland waters of Lagos is chartered. Mm. Yes. I have a student that just finished a study on that. A naval officer. It's chartered. Yes. Only about 30%. And we know the implication of, you know, navigating on chartered waters. Yes. It's like, you know, taking a plunge into the deep. Mm. Taking a risk. And we never wonder to find out, you know, all the boats capsizing, you know, here in Lake. Why? Because, you know, we are making use of uncharted waters, highly uncharted. Mm. So that aspect has to be, in fact, right now we have, like I said, there are plans, you know, 
to make the Navy, Nigerian Navy, and the Lagos State Government okay. to partner, to go into partnership in terms of charting the Lagos waters to improve on inland water Waterways. transportation. Yes, because you know when the inland water transport is improved on, it will take away you know so much of uh, the traffic we are having on the roads. It will take them away. And the road, you will free the roads. Yes. You know, like, you know, moving containers through badges. Okay. Rather than using, you know, our trailer, trailers and all that. And some other things, you know. The railway is there. We need to improve on that. The red line and blue line that yeah, has been, up. yes, you know. We need to improve on all those things. Make use of all the various, uh, you know, uh, modes of transport. That yes. That way... You know, you will remove the body, much of the body of the road, you know, oh. and that will help to ease, uh, you know, transportation here in Lagos. And I think Dr. Ege has something to say on that also. Uh, just to close up what I've mm -hmm. said, yes. can yellow buses be off the road? <laughs> Your closing statement on that. You're going political and I don't want <laughs> no, to go I, to that I, area. No. <laughs> the other buses are our transportation mode in Lagos. That's yes. correct. So can it go up the, the, or can we modernize it? That is it. That's uh, the word. No. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the, the good thing is this. You know, the government has a role to play here. Mm. And that role is the integration of the two, the formal yes. and the informal. The informal moves more than 80% of the Lagos people. Now, the informal, I mean, the formal, that's the BRT, is only, you know, moving very little. Mm -hmm. So there's no way you can move them out of the roads. But mm -hmm. there should be an integration, an to understanding incorporate to incorporate them into the system. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So that's where I will leave it because it's very, it's very political <laughs> and very volatile. That is because I remember when Molue was sent off the road. Okay. It, was, it was tough that time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Prof. Ulocha and uh, Dr. Gay for a wonderful session. My producer is eyeing me time, time, time now. I'll have extended it, but we hope to have you some other time again to have fuller discourse. When Professor Ney comes back, I hope we join our team. But we really need to handle this transition problem in Lagos because it is the bone of development. Where transition is not encouraged, development is in that. That was our presentation today. Thank you very much. Even though we have not received any callers today, we hope to be next week, Wednesday, we are having someone from Federal Housing Authority to come and talk about mortgage in built environment. Yabatech Radio 89.3 FM. You can join us on all our social medias and even go back to Yabatech, um, our online radio production, Hangouts on Yabatech Radio. We have our, we upload our sessions there. Thank you very much. My producer, Thank you for your time, Maurice, and the station manager and everybody. God bless you all. You're the last minister in my name. Have a wonderful Wednesday. The Built Environment is a discussion program that deals with various topical issues like estate valuation, property management, as they affect the functionality and efficiency of the environment. Tune in to Yabatech Radio 89.3 FM every Wednesday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. The Built Environment is powered by the School of Environmental Studies, Yaba College of Technology.